0: Welcome to Waiting on the Bonus Points, a Fantasy Premier League podcast brought to you by the Herald Sports Desk. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Waiting on the Bonus Points after a, what we thought was going to be a game week 31 where everybody was just looking at a team full of about 20 points. Those of us who are still playing are all in the 80s and 90s, there's a lot of people above hundred. Um, as ever, I'm here with Gutman Jack Hall, a
1: very surprised Gutman after yeah. last week, yeah.
0: Yeah, and uh, I'm Snapman David Monday, and we both sat here um, after game of thirty-one with uh, over. Or, you had eighty-nine points in your Jack, mm. um, the highest high score of my season. Yeah, uh, well, actually, that's what I should say. We both sat here, having had the highest score of our season, and I suppose obviously everybody knows that most of that was was put on by Mo Salah being our captain. So we both got fifty-eight points out of him, but um, I still think we should both be proud, Jack, of the fact that neither of us played our free hit. And both of us got around 35 to 45 points before you even got to Mo Salah. It, was, it went better
1: than we expected, didn't it? I, I, I've said before on this podcast that I think that I have unbelievable powers, where when I say things, the opposite happens in the wider <laughs> world. And I think we both said it. we thought it would be a low-scoring week, and lo and behold, it's our highest-scoring week of the season, despite the fact that well, I only had six scoring players. Yeah. And uh, uh, that's crazy, you know? It's depressing. <laughs> it's depressing the fact that has got me more points than quite a few of my game week's totals. Um, <laughs> So yeah, it's definitely been a week, of, a week of surprise, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I suppose the handy thing is is that most of the people I know are still playing are in the kind of bracket that you and I were in this week. Um, I've got 99 points, take off a 4 point hit, 95, but still my high score of the season. Uh, but the game week average was just 46, because actually this is one of those game weeks where the active players are really, that's when you notice a difference between the active and the inactive people, because the reason why the game, game week average is so low, I mean, if you look at some of your mini leagues, I've looked at some of mine this week and people near the bottom... Four points, ten points, twenty points, stuff like that. You know, if anyone's got Salah and he's automatically captain, when they haven't looked in a while, then maybe they have got sixty. But apart from that, it, it, I mean, I've jumped up. This is my biggest jump of the season as well. I'm, I'm finally slowly getting back to where I want to be. I'm now hundred sixty thousand up from two hundred twenty thousand. So um, it, was, it, was, it, was a good, it was a good week. I mean, let's, um, let's delve into the details of, of your team, Jack, um, and then once we've, once we've worked out where things went wrong and when things went right for you then we'll reveal what your forfeit is, which we can confirm Jeff obviously has got the lowest game we score again. And actually as before you did we should just confirm that we have decided as the executive decision between the two, so I'm going to change the forfeit somewhat. And we both are quite keen to basically switch from a weekly forfeit to a monthly forfeit. And Jack obviously is keen for that because he seems to get it well, every week. This is the first
1: thing yeah. I, but I'd like to point out this week, again, Baron. I know he listens to it, I did beat Baron again this week, so yeah, I, st- I still think he should be tossing <laughs> up these. No, I think we both agree the fact that when there's just two of us, it's always going to be one of us doing the forfeit, so we've decided to do it, make it monthly rather than okay. every week.
0: The way you look at it is you seem to get it a lot, so you obviously want to get rid of that. Well, to, spen- be fair, to be fair, like myself saying, and Baron,
1: well, first of all, we were very shocked by this proposal in the very first week. <laughs> let alone for, it, for one of the people to leave and then it'd be between two and yeah what I, I, well, I have
0: to say is the person who keeps having to come up with new forfeits every week is getting really difficult so yeah. and got... especially
1: when there's a quick turnaround I mean it's not been so bad this week because the game we started and ended on Saturday didn't it yeah, right. so we've it's had it for a few it days be. but sometimes when there's a Monday night game and we do the podcast on a Tuesday it's not a quick turnaround to know who's doing the forfeit and so I think a monthly one. Hopefully that'll be better so that for, means, for um, the listeners as well. Two
0: more left of the season. I have an April one, which will comprise basically game week thirty-three to I think game week thirty-six or or five. We'll, we'll confirm. And then May would be game week thirty-six or seven and thirty-eight. So there'll be two more left of the season. Um, so Jack, you tell us a bit about your team this week. Obviously we know you, Captain Mustala. What was your plan outside of that, and how did it pay
1: off? Well, my plan was to just take a just take it on the chin. The fact that I wasn't gonna. Lose a bit of ground, but I didn't actually. I got, I picked up. I've got more green arrows, and I've got full green arrows. Actually, no red arrows at all. And I think with your with your point here, I think I finished only six, seven points behind you. Yeah, so 95, 29, so yeah, six. Yes, six points. Yeah, six so yeah. and I only had six scoring players as well, which you know I didn't put any F, any planning into this game week.
0: Because um, the idea is obviously just for the benefit of the listeners. You don't have your wild card week free hitches. No, I don't have either of those. So actually dead ending your team for game thirty one would have been a bad idea. The
1: one transfer I did make though is I bought in um, Stanislas for um, Ruben Loftus Cheek, and obviously Stanislas scored. Yeah, he I had him a lot last season, and he was one of my differentials over you and Barron. Um, obviously, before we did this podcast, and I don't know why I've not brought him in up until now. He was, he's been injured quite a bit, and Bournemouth yeah. have gone through very poor stages, but you know it got to a point where I had the money in my bank to be able to bring in upgrade Ubers, Ruben off the cheek who's ironically i finally got everyone and he's now coming back in, into the fall <laughs> but, uh, so that was my one transfer I also had um, everyone got an extra point and then they're just bang average of, of two points of playing a game um, apart from Shindler, got me nothing because yet again I just feel in a Very game where you fact. thought they could do something I'm, don't get me wrong I mean I backed Palace I did say after Liverpool I think I will go for Palace players but you know, I, I still thought they would have done something, and at least score a goal. Maybe because like I said Mounier I thought would be the, a good yeah. striker to pick, and obviously didn't. But I had Shinlo got me nothing. Pickford 3 again. When on the losing team. He still picks up that a save point normally, or we'll, we'll, we'll get something extra. Walcott with an assist got me five. Stanislas, I said, got ten, and Firmino with a goal as well. So I think I had four, five, six, six goals in my team, and I had six players playing. So yeah, that's,
2: that's
0: pretty good. Bearing in mind that you didn't go for the. I mean, so what I did was try and over the last couple of weeks I've been chocking my team full of people playing this week, and the knowledge that i probably well cut after. So, if you have that many goals of the team, and obviously Salah responsible for quite a fair few of them, but you know, the assist out of uh, Walcott and your goal out for Mino, and your goal out of Stanislas as well, that's really great. Because Stanislas, I was surprised by how few people signed him this week, because he was a talk of the town mm. across all of the fancy Premier League community pieces this week. I mean, I tipped him to score, a lot of the other guys tipped him to score. I didn't have room for him, but you know, had I signed him midfield, it would have been him.
1: A question I'd like to ask you is given all the effort you've put into trying to plan your team for this week, was it worth it in the long haul knowing that quite a few people didn't put in the effort still at quite high points? Do you think... Mm. Because uh, yeah. because I don't put any thought into it, yeah, I can rest yeah. easy, but the reason I don't put any thought into it is because it's too stressful I couldn't yeah. deal with it. Whereas you said last week that you are no. sick of talking about this game week. It's just gone.
0: It could have gone better. I would have It could have gone better. But I, when you get 95 points when the game average coverage is 40... Because I always just use the benchmark of the mm. game coverage. Because... Yeah and like I said I can't really be unhappy with my highest score of the season my highest rise of the season you know um, and then obviously to, to wild card from a position of strength I can confirm I have now wild carded. I, I'm happy with my team I've been you, you know when you have a really good week and you're just a bit sort of bored and it's like oh wow I'll just, just click on fantasy Premier League and just look at my green arrows again like I've done that more this week than I have done in ages so yeah, and also it's really remember. it's really
1: fun when you have a wild card just to play around with the team knowing that you can ex- experiment and just well first of all it's I mean it's, it's a good position to be in, in an international break, that you can make changes now and have your yes. team sort it, but potentially change it if you need to.
0: Yeah, exactly, and that, that's quite nice. Um, so, I mean, I'll, I'll go into what my team was and what my team will be in just a second. Jack's obviously going to do his forfeit first. Yeah. Um, so while you're, while you're sorting that out, that's when I'll fill the gap with what happened with me. So your forfeit this week is quite topical, Jack. Well, I'm quite looking forward to this one. Um, What's quite ironic is that some of those of you who follow maybe our Argyle coverage as well, in fact, to be fair, you may have seen this video and not even know anything about Argyle. This week, uh, there was a fan at the Plymouth Argyle game um, who was going around the stand in a wheelchair and Jack happened to be capturing that on camera because he was quite.
1: Um, Amused, he, by quite, it. he was
0: quite. He was, quite, he, he was um, you know, given, given it, given it bifters as we say in Liverpool. You know, given, the, the fingers to the away fans. So Jack thought he'd film him just in case he did anything interesting. At which point he stood up and jumped into the crowd, very much like a Little Britain. It's
1: a chance of, um, it's a miracle, it's a miracle <laughs> from the Argyle fans. And
0: that, that video has gone very viral in the last couple of days. It's been on Sport. It's been on Sport Bible. It's also been on Russia Today.
1: I, I, should, I should push my drink, <laughs> drink of water away, really, shouldn't I?
0: So, Jack, you need to send to Ed the following message. It says, hi, Ed. Please copy and paste the below message into Microsoft Word and change the font from Windings to Arial. Oh, I've give got one. to do that. Yeah, oh, go. I'm typing that in. Yeah, to well, I'm going to pass you this in a minute. I'm just reading it out for this. So you, you can read it or you can type it off into the other thing. So you don't have to type it okay. Please copy and paste the below message into Microsoft Word and change the font from Wingdings to Arial. It is sensitive information that needs to be kept secret. So then the bit that you would then type in English, but then change the Wingdings in the message, is this. I think I might have a lead on a Plymouth link to the Russian spy story... Can you please meet me in the kitchen at 1pm today to discuss it in secret <laughs> no, it's quite Jack? It's, quite, it's, quite <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> it's, it's not very often that will forwards make me laugh out loud. If, so if that's the news <laughs> editor is going to react in any way, I think it's going to be initially, whoa, and then he's going to be like, no, this is total, a load of rubbish. But, um, well, I, could just make, I could just make something up. Yeah, ho- well, <laughs> send hopefully he, up, he gets Chris back James. to you and says, if he get, does get back to you whilst we're recording and says, like, you know, yes, I'll meet you at 1pm, I hope it's good, you know, and maybe start talking about some digital strategy of how we can use the story on Facebook.
1: Can I just tell him I've been kidnapped since I'm not in office?
0: <laughs> <laughs> i kidnapped by the Russians. So I'll read that one more time and then I'll pass it over to you. So the message he's going to send is, hi Ed, please copy and paste the below message into Microsoft Word, change the font from Winglings to Arial, it is sensitive information that must be kept secret. I think I might have a lead on a Plymouth link to the Russian spy story. Can you meet me in the kitchen at 1pm today to discuss it in secret? Lots of love, Jack.
1: You don't yeah, lots of love. For um, just, just so for everyone's benefit, Ed is the editor, mm-hmm. the acting editor of the Plymouth Herald, just so people know. But he, he should take it in good, in good, in good. Uh... Yeah, he,
0: he hopefully will take this in good spirits. Alternatively, he'll think you're being serious and he will, he will stop He'll stop the press and <laughs> get ready for a, back, a front page lead on how Plymouth has been related to the uh, the Russian spy story. But whilst Jack is typing now, um, yeah. So as I said, i got 99 points in. Uh, in game week 31, and um, obviously a lot of that was from Mo Salah, but there were some parts of my team I wasn't actually quite happy with. The three transfers I made, I took out Otamendi, Aguero, Kane, and put in Steve Bounier, um, Leighton Baines, and Roberto Firmino. I I haven't had Firmino, I know I should have done, but I've been kind of using Aguero as a differential, and I actually had been paying off because he had scored a lot of goals in his ownership. Annoyingly. Yeah, and um, so frustratingly, actually, out of those three signings, the only one who actually did me anything was Firmino, but... It wasn't the end of the world because the rest of my team, who, I, I, as I said, I've been chocking my team further to the game with 31 players for ages, so for Milivojevic to get me 10 points was fantastic, um, dear Walcott getting an assist out of basically nowhere was, was great as well, um, and I think my favourite transfer that I've made sort of long term that paid off this week was actually Andrew Robertson uh, at Liverpool because I signed him about a month ago because Liverpool had some good clean sheet potential over the next few weeks, and of course, they had a game in game with 31. That won the, again, clean sheet potential. And as a fullback who gets forward a lot, I thought he'd probably get some goal involvements. And he got me 11 points because he got me a goal, he got me an assist, he got me a clean sheet, and got me two bonus points. So actually, in that Liverpool game it was fantastic for me because Mane nearly crept in with a with a bonus point, but in the end, all all of the bonus points the three players who got bonus points with the three local players I had, so actually, that local game couldn't have gone any better for me, so it kind of offset the fact that I signed Mounier, who actually discussed Huddersfield. Oh, did me... you bring him in, did you? I did bring Mounier in, who obviously only got me two points, but of course, there's two more points than Aware I would have got, so I suppose, you know, every little helps in terms of that sense, but it was a bit disappointing. I mean, the Huddersfield, I mean, I did a... Five Lessons Learned from Game Week Thirty One story on our website this week that you can go and check out, where basically my, my conclusion about Huddersfield is just don't trust them, because they seem to have garnered this reputation for like decent defending this year, but actually only I think two teams have conceded more than them, um, they've only kept one clean sheet in the last ten. Uh, Mounier has blanked in something like five of his last seven, You know, scored um, some goals in two consecutive game weeks, and all of a sudden everybody, myself included, to be fair, thought he was a great asset. And, I just, I'm just not bothered anymore. I just can't be bothered with that.
1: Do you want me to put a subject in the... Uh, oh, yes. You know?
0: uh, what should the subject be? Uh, c- uh, top secret, in letters. I was literally
1: I was thinking that man. Yeah. As you were.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so that's how, that's how the Game of Thrones for me. And I was toying with the wild card on Saturday night. And in the end, I went for it. Because the main reason I went for it, because I know there'll be lots of people out there who are uh, discussing this today And we will actually talk about it a little bit later. But basically, I went for it to capture some price rises which means my current team um, isn't what it's going to look like because actually my team is currently set up to absorb some price rises Um, currently in my team I've got um, the people I'm probably going to keep. I've got Mahrez in. Finally, I've got David Silva mainly there for rises. I might go for Sterling if I make some money elsewhere. I've got Son in. I've, I've, the big two for me that I've got in are Aubameyang and Lukaku. I'm really keen to have them because it's all based around double game weeks, which We don't know when they're going to happen yet, but we know that they will happen at some point. And uh, I guess the only thing that I'm uncertain on at the moment is whether or not I keep Firmino, which we are going to talk about. A bit later. So, um, but Jack, you've, uh, you've you've sent your message, haven't
1: you? Yeah, it's it's been sent. That's my send
0: folder. It's definitely in your send folder. Yeah. There we go. Cool. Okay. So Jack is currently about to top the Herald in if, world. If, Link if, to the Russia if, spy
1: story. So again, for the benefit of the people that are listening, we're we're not recording this actually in the office at the moment. So if we get back there all hell's broken loose because they think they've got some big story, <laughs> then I, I'm just going to leave the building. You can say I'll be kidnapped by the Russians. I'll never come back. Yeah, that's a good idea. A good
0: idea. <laughs> um yeah, so I guess what all we can say, really, Jack, is we're just we're just so happy to have that game, one out of the way because we've been talking about it for so long, and and the, the worst thing about it was most of the, most of the team was so unreliable, so uninspiring. I mean, obviously, I know what I'm doing next. I'm wild carding. Uh, I already have wild What about you, Jack? You obviously weren't basing your strategy around this week. Now it's out of the way. You don't have your wild card, but I suppose. It's a bit more interesting because you've got some more options open to you because you can afford to long term plan now, right?
1: The, the problem I've got is obviously I want to get rid of Kane, that's the that's main option, um, and then that will free up quite a bit of money. So I am debating quite a big points hit. Ah, wow. Because, in all honesty, I'm not going to win any leagues, so that's, um, that's out of the question anyway. I'm not going to finish higher than you or Barron, that's far too, you know, that's not, that's not going to happen. Um, so the only thing I can try and do is, again, for the benefit of the people that are listening, we, we have a work league, don't we, that we pay monthly and you can win money monthly. So it might almost be worth to take a big hit in March and then go for, try and go for finishing well in April and May. So I may well take a 20, 30 point hit if needed. Um, I'm definitely debating that because I've got nothing else to play for. Yeah, so why not go for a decent April, decent May and hopefully maybe find myself in, the, in a top three position in our work league for the month, for the months of April and May so I can win some money. So that's my personal... Again, everyone that listens to this will have their own personal leagues and have their own yeah. different agendas as to what they're doing. So that's what I'm thinking about at the moment. Now, whether or not I'll be brave enough to actually do that, mm-hmm. who knows, because I've also got... It's an interesting
0: strategy. I mean, we um, were talking about um, about six weeks ago when my team was, had a few bad weeks mm. and I was contemplating the World Cup. But then I realised that actually if you take a point it to put off using it, it can actually get you some more points you've obviously already used your wildcard to in reverse because you've already used it points hits that are big mm. may actually pay off because it effectively you know I use points to act as a mini wildcard a wild wildcard so why can't you use points hits to act as a mini wildcard but like wildcard. I said
1: I'm always happy to take a 20 point hit because like I said I'm not going to the only downside is I've got other things going on in certain leagues where for example I'm, I'm competing against two friends and a Lewis of us three has to pay fifty pounds to a charity of our choice. Ah, We're, yes. I'm doing that as well, and I, I would think I would go bottom of those. I'm currently sandwiched in between those two at the moment, oh, right. and I would go to the bottom if I took a big point. So you just I've got a way up.
0: Admittedly, on a podcast, don't want to give any money to charity. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather someone else gave money yeah, to yeah. charity. Okay, uh, no, fair point. But but
1: so so I've got that, and I've also got another again another league, which you know, you, as as most people, or as a fair few people that listen to this will have, is a competitive league with friends, and they don't want to drop below anyone. So <laughs> I've got a way up. A way up. I'll definitely do it in terms of having a look at what my team could look like whether I'll press submit uh, is a different guess, matter yeah. but getting rid of Kane that is, that is my main aim going forward and, and accepting the fact that I won't be able to bring him back um,
0: it's, a bit, it's a big topic I mean I, I don't know what I'm going to do I think um, he's not going to be on my wild card because he can't be really because he's probably not going to get back until game 33 at the earliest maybe 34 my current plan is possibly to keep Firmino in for now don't make him transfer to game with 33 and then use him as a cash cow to convert him into Kane and then maybe take some money out somewhere else I, like that. I don't know I've again the thing for me, me is that I've
1: not, I've not yet even though I'm doing this podcast I've looked at fixtures until I actually see my fantasy team with the fixtures they're going to play next underneath their names I haven't really worked out whether I've got a good week coming up with the players I've already got so again yeah. that, that factors in but the good thing is I mean I'm, I'm even willing I'm, I'll take a point here. I'm sure Kane has he dropped in price yet? Yeah he's dropped several yeah. times so. so I'm, I'm, I'm going to wait until I mean it, just in two weeks time he says oh actually he's going to be back in a week then I might keep him, so I, I'm willing to take a point, say a, a, a loss of a loss of money, but that's just the way I think. I've, I've got to fight it this time around.
0: We've obviously got some questions from our community, uh, which kind uh, of touch on some things we've already spoken about, uh, but we're going to go into them in a bit more detail now. Uh, Josephs asked uh, Roberto Firmino, should I keep him because of form, ditch him for 32 and 33, and then give him back, or just ditch him full stop? And actually, me and Jack are a bit confused by this question because uh, if anything. Um, I would actually keep him short term and ditch him long term rather than ditch him short term and keep him long term because obviously, over the next two games, Liverpool um, have uh, Crystal Palace and Everton away. Both of those fixtures, Firmino could definitely score in because as Joseph has referred their good form. Mm. But the thing about Liverpool players is, of course, that they don't have any double game weeks because they've been knocked out of all of the cups, so uh, other than the Champions League, of course, which plays midweek. So actually, I, I, Like I said, he, he is proving a big problem for wildcards right now. We all want to keep him in because he's rising in price. So it means that, I mean, for example, I've managed to already make hard profit on Firmino. So um, I'm more inclined to sell him now because he's only some point one that I could chuck back in my team elsewhere. Um, so that's where I stand as a wildcarder. Jack, as someone who's not wildcarding, I mean, what are your thoughts on Firmino?
1: When you look at the fixtures he's got, I mean, so the last one, two, three, four, five, six, they've so got seven fixtures left in the Premier League like you said, away to Crystal Palace next, away to Everton, home to Bournemouth, away to West Brom, home to Stoke, away to Chelsea. Yeah, that's, that could be a tough one, but they don't keep that many clean sheets at the moment. And at home to Brighton, they've got some very attractive fixtures. Now, again, I'm, I'm as everyone knows that listens to this, I'm called that man for a reason. I've not looked ahead to know whether pe- certain players have really good double game weeks. Just because some players and teams have double game weeks doesn't mean they're going to score a lot of points. And I think in those fixtures there is potential for him to score a lot of points and Liverpool will want to finish in the top four. Mm. There's still that battle. There's, so, I, I, I mean, obviously it depends on the things go in the Champions League and, you know, the fact that Liverpool play Man City will be a fascinating encounter in the Champions League and, and have ramifications mm. in the Premier League as well. But I I, I don't know, I think his, 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 his upcoming fixtures are too tasty to, to let him go. I mean, he doesn't have a blank in game week 35, so that's one plus. Um, and yeah, I, on paper, he could get a lot, a lot of points that maybe some people wouldn't get even if they have a double game week,
0: he can be a good differential on people who go all in on the double game weeks. Because as you say, I mean, to, we've all been talking about game week thirty one. Just because someone has a fixture doesn't mean they're going to do well. Mm-hmm. Likewise, double game weeks, just because he played twice doesn't mean you do well. Either. I don't mean you look at Harry Kane, triple captain, obviously uh, double and, game week and, three and, two, you, and both times.
1: And you look at Salah this week. I mean, in a double game week, is he going to score four goals? It's, <laughs> it's, not, it's not as likely as what we might think. And yeah. you know, we've got one of our colleagues, Stuart James, who did triple captain Salah yeah, this, uh, this week. So again. A lot of people would have laughed at the thought of the triple captain this week because there's double game weeks, potentially, well it's not for Liverpool, but double game weeks to come up elsewhere, mm-hmm. um, but it's, it's paid off. So you never know what's exactly going to happen. And like I said, this week sums it up because we predicted it would be a low-scoring week. And yeah, yeah, yeah we're sat here with, with season highs. Yeah, so I mean
0: there's definitely two ways of looking at that. So uh, to answer your question, Joseph, maybe I guess it sort of perhaps depends on whether or not you are carding, whether or not you are... Um, if, if you're not wild carding and you know that everybody who's wild carding based on the double game weeks isn't going to have him, it could be a great differential for you. So I suppose with Firmino, I guess it's probably a situational uh, thing, really, and what else you want to do with your team. Uh, our next question is from Karthik, who says, "Mar or Vardy?" Um, which obviously is a bit of a debate that we had a couple of weeks ago. Um, Leicester obviously have fantastic fixtures. Um, so in game week 32, they've got Brighton away. Then they're at home to Newcastle in game week 33. Then if the double game weeks um, Kind of go as we expect them to, then in game week 34 they would play Burnley away, Arsenal at home, then they blank in 35, Palace away in 36, and then as we said, if the game week, double game weeks go as we expect them to, then it would be West Ham at home, Southampton at home in game week 37, which looks incredibly tasty, and then Tottenham away game week 38. Um, personally, at the moment I've got Mara's in my wildcard and I don't have Vardy, simply because I had Vardy before. For a couple of weeks because they had good fixtures, and it was only after those fixtures that I discovered that actually Vardy's not very good when the fixture is appealing. He tends to get more of his goals against the big teams. Mahrez is the opposite; gets more of his goals against um, the the not so good teams. Um, Go and check the article out on the website. We'll put a link in the description uh, for a bit more detail on that. Obviously, Jack, you've had Mahrez, and and then you got rid of it because of the January transfer stuff. Are you looking at getting him back? Because even though you don't have a wild card, you probably do need to be looking at double game week players. Is Mahrez?
1: More important to you than value? I, I, I yeah. I would, it, it, in short, yeah. I would, oh, go for of Mahrez. As, as you mentioned, I had him for quite a quite a decent period of time um, leading up to the January saga with Manchester City towards the end of the window, and he was he was a differential for me against you and Beren at the time. Yeah. And um, I remember when I brought him in, you, you both said you like the look of my squad. I think I might have brought him in when I used the wild card, possibly. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah. Um, I you said you were quite scared team. by that by yeah. that team, um, and obviously. The situation that surrounded him in January is going going to affect a player, I think, and obviously he was out of the team for a bit, and then he got back in, and he's starting to pick up that form. Now you know he's got ten points against Bournemouth in game week twenty nine, eleven points against uh, West Brom in game week thirty. He's definitely looking to be the Mares that was there before the whole City yeah. City problem. So I think Mares is, is a is a very good option, and I think in midfield especially, it's to, I mean we'll talk about this in a bit. I think, but with City perhaps. Being close to wrapping up the title, I might be more inclined to go for him to say than a City player.
0: Mm. Well, you've uh, led us very nicely onto our next question, which is from uh, George Ross, who says, "I have all my chips available and I've activated my wildcard for game week 32. Since Man City will almost certainly be league champions, is it wise to invest in Man City players? Pep will presumably rotate a lot, and no one will be a secure starter, not even Edison. So, what do you guys think?" So, I mean, you've obviously just mentioned Maris could be a better option than
1: some of the City guys. Well, I mentioned in last week's podcast that I wouldn't be too keen to invest a lot of money in um, City players right now. Um, the title is going to be won by them sooner or later. Uh, is there still a potential it could be won against United? I think that's
0: still a potential, yeah. Um, um, so, they but when, any points for it tonight, like but when so. that's
1: wrapped up, take another Champions League still to play for. And I think that you might see some of the younger players like Phil Foden get a chance because they're great potential. Um, and, you know, if you're really risky, you might gamble on something like that as a a bench person that might come in and suddenly shoot up in price it wouldn't surprise me to see someone like Phil Foden getting four or five games towards the end of the season because if you've already got title wrapped up when better to test whether he's good enough for the Premier League than than in that time Um, and what we've got to remember is when the team were fully fit at the start of the season and there was there was everything to play for. There was they weren't doing. You know, it was the start of the season. Pep was rotating. Pep rotates when he's got a fully fit squad. So it was a danger before. So if they wrap up the league, it's going to be even more of a danger. And I just think it's so much money to invest in someone that might only be a bench player. And we we've all seen that even when City players are bench players, they can come on and they can still get good points. We've seen Sterling do that numerous times this season. We've seen Jesus do it a few times. So it's not beyond all realms of possibility. But I think there is. Probably wiser money to invest in elsewhere, especially the teams that are still pushing for a top four players. I think they are the ones mm. that you would want to go for. Yeah,
0: definitely. In the last couple of weeks, I mean, um, we always like to think that you you target sometimes teams that need to stay up because actually someone's got to come up. You know, ones that look like they've got to fight for it. So I mean, you know, we, we don't really know who that, that that might be yet. But sometimes you do have to factor in teams. Um, what's the word? Aims for the season when you get to this. I mean, I suppose the counter. i I'm, I'd largely agree with you at the moment. David Silver's in my squad mainly because it's looking like he's going to rise possibly twice in the game, so I might be able to make point one on him. Um, already he's already gone from eight to eight one, could go to eight two by the start of game week thirty two, so that's why he's there. The counter. So uh, I do see where you come from. A counter argument, I suppose, is the fixtures are decent, and as you mentioned, just because someone gets rotated in city doesn't mean they can't come on and score. So um, away at Everton in game week thirty two. It could easily do well in that home against Man United. I mean, if that's the game they could win the league in and Man United players as drab as they have done, um, it could be a three or four nil and you could get some points out of that away at Spurs, possibly tricky, but home against Brighton, Brighton duck in sheets home against Swansea. I mean, even with them rotating, it's really difficult to see them that that not being a home banker for goals, at least away at West Ham all over the shop home against Huddersfield who can't defend to their lives, away at Southampton who may be fighting for survival but can't score goals and are really bad at the back. So, in, in many, it, it's kind of hard to know exactly whether or not City players would be a differential or not because we don't know what the ownership fluctuation is going to be but you can end up with a situation where everybody decides to stop buying City players so then you having one becomes a differential or alternatively nobody stops buying City players you stop buying City players and then all of a sudden you're losing ground every year because they're still doing well so the, it's an the, interesting debate the
1: other thing that I would possibly say is I think Chelsea if my memory serves are the record Premier League point scorers with 95 points think so, yeah. Man City are forty points away from that with what uh, 24 still to play for and no impaired he'll go for a record if he can so there is a chance he may still play a strong team if he wants to break that Premier League record and why wouldn't you he's a man that likes to break records so totally counteracting all the things I've just said before (laughs) David Spoke there is that that chance that he won't you know especially the guards to Liverpool yeah there is that chance. He I mean, will still play a strong team. Whatever happens in the Champions League, because he wants another record. And if you want to go down as being the best manager in football, why wouldn't you want that record? Yeah, I mean, especially in what is your second season, you know, in the Premier League.
0: Especially a league that everybody said he couldn't cut. Yeah, and clearly he has done this season. So I mean, yeah, he would, he would want to go for something like that. I suppose I think what that particular discussion we just had serves to demonstrate is the fact that there are lots of unknowns at this mm-hmm. stage. And I think we probably should wait until they've won the league before we then decide. How we're gonna play. I mean, if you're gonna wildcard in game week thirty-two, um, and you don't ideally you would probably take no free transfers in game week thirty-three, so that you can take two in game week thirty-four, um, when we expect there to be double game we expect there to be a double game week. So it's entirely plausible that you know you can get your city players on your wild to get them in from Everton away Man United at home, and then if they then win the league against Man United, then you can use your two free transfers to maybe get one of them out.
1: But also you've got you've got that Champions League uh, double header. In yeah, that's s- true. My new sandwich is that, that double header. So mm-hmm. there's also that to pay attention to. You know, as and when it happens, it would certainly be interesting mm-hmm. to see what he does for the rest of the season. Because mm-hmm. the more I think about it now, we all know how um, what's the word? How egotistical he can be at times. And why wouldn't you be? So I, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, if we did keep a strong team, mm-hmm. but I've, I've totally contradicted what I just said said. <laughs> but as I said,
0: I mean, there's there's, there's choke points in the future yeah. that will pro- give us more like, more. Uh, information to answer George's question I guess in more, in more detail so um, but um, <laughs> I'm not sure we've helped there <laughs> well, I, I, th- I think in many ways I, I think we sort of have we basically said that there's so many different um, possibilities so just wait a little bit longer. We might know a bit more. Um, it's worth saying that there have been some articles going around. because obviously Pep has won leagues by a long margin before, and still been involved in the Champions League. So actually, from a Pep perspective, this isn't necessarily that new. You know, he's had Barcelona, he's won the league in like at the Canter, and then still had to think about the, the Champions League. Bayern Munich, exactly the same. So there is evidence out there of how he plays that situation is just it hasn't quite come to light yet. So I know that there are journalists out there who are going to do stories. And the FA Cup,
1: which is a, one yes. less game, so you know it's, it's up in the air, isn't it? There will be definitely
0: more for you to chew chew over. Be interesting
1: to watch, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um the big question that we've set ourselves though so this week is obviously we we are all talking about the wild card, um, and I've simply just got two questions. Should we be playing our wild card now, pros versus cons? And then who is the most essential player to sign between now and the end of the season, which kind of factors in when we do have a wild card I don't so um, Jack you obviously don't have a wild card but I mean looking at your team if you had a wild card would you
1: play it now yeah, okay. yeah. I said earlier on in this, in this pod that you know I'm looking to get rid of Kane and I may end up just taking a big hit if I've got the money to spend had Kane not been injured it might be a different story but because of Kane is even if you save 2 million that could be spread very nicely amongst the rest of your team um, so so yeah I'd definitely be looking at him and it, do you, do you want me to say the the, the player sign or we're we going to go to that in a minute? We we'll come on to
0: that in just a second. What I was going to say about um, the wild, I guess the, the next part of the question is: Would you wild card now, or would you wild card next week, as in for game week thirty three? Because just to go over some of the pros and cons, the pro of doing it for game week thirty two is you can make sure that the big essential players. I mean, the some that I've listed here, I, I would I would want most of them. Um, and there's loads of players that I definitely want based around when the double game week fixtures are going to be. And the pro of doing it now, your wildcard now is you can get most of those in before they rise in price. Um, the con of doing that obviously is if all of them get injured in game week 32 or 33, then you leave yourself not actually that ready for game week 34. The pro of doing it in game week 33 is you can basically you're, you're wildcarding closer to game week 34, so therefore you are less likely to get stung by an injury or a suspension or rotation or something. Out
1: of those two game weeks If you had a choice Which one would you choose? I think I'll still do it now I mean okay. Injury's always going to be a doubt I mean you could say your team On a Friday night for example And the three players Could pick up an injury In the warm-up on a Saturday <laughs> It's unlikely But it could happen I you think, think. if injuries going to happen They're going to happen Now that doesn't mean If I didn't have a wild card I'd make transfers now Because if you don't have a wild card Two weeks is a very long time Especially with international games But mm. when you've got a wild card and you, and you can keep changing it I think if you can beat a price-wise You might find yourself With 0.2, 0.3, 0.4 up we're mm. going into the last few weeks when let's face it people are going to be taking more risks depending on what's going on in their personal leagues because everything's going to be to play for in this week in these the last few weeks so I think I'll opt more to do it now but then again I've used wild cards in ridiculous times in the past so I'm probably not <laughs> the best person to get advice from but I I do wish I kept it and I do wish I could use it now because like I said I want to get rid of Kane and I think I could strengthen my team quite nicely so um, it is always fun to play for wild card isn't it? It's been the last couple of days have been
0: really quite a lot of fun for me because just being, because I think that, that a lot of people have said in the API community. I think one of the biggest reasons why you might wild card, and we, as so I said, we've done a story on this on the website. And actually, the first reason I went in with in the article was the fact that we've all been we've all been kind of building our teams up for game week thirty one for such a long time. There's just there's just so much rubbish in there that I've been wanting to get rid of. Like, Rishardson's been in my team since my wild card in game week nine, and basically every week since game week nine, I've said, oh, this is Rishardson's last week. Rishardson's last week. And then every week I've needed to get rid of someone else and he's just had to stay there. And in the end, he ended up staying for game week 32 game 31 literally just because he had a fixture, even though he has been absolutely woeful. So to. you're glad to see him out of your team now? Get rid now. of was just, oh, Do you know what, so it'd, make,
1: it'd be so funny. Be, I don't know
0: who who, have got next. Uh, what would have um, Bournemouth at home, so I mean, they could well, if, he, if he gets a hat-trick... Bournemouth well, so bad at the back. <laughs> we should say
1: now, if he gets a hat-trick in the next game week, David, you should just have to do a four forfeit. Oh, and
0: well, less. I, well, that that think, would be just typical. I am, gonna I am going to reject that. But um yeah, there's so many players I've wanted to get rid like of Walcott have been wanting to get rid of and I've been wanting to be rid of so many players. Um you know Adrian it's great to get rid of him finally. Shakiris obviously did well for me, but then obviously just properly just Have I've kept Mariappa for now kept Mariappa for now um because Still 4 1. If he gets another price rise before the end of the game week, I would make profit. So he's still there for a bit. And actually, the defensive fixtures aren't too bad. I mean, Bournemouth at home and Burnley at home, I mean, there's worse fixtures defensively, really. But Watford are at home a lot better defensively than they were. I mean, that Liverpool game, I think, has got to go down as a bit of a blip because Mo Salah is clearly just world class. Um, so he might stay. I mean, as I said, it's a lot of tinkering and it's really nice Because we always like to say with FPL, with, well, with making transfers can be quite fun. So when you can just daily just Transfer, transfer, transfer. It is a lot of fun. And, and it's, it's, even, it's even doing
1: price. things that you know you're not going to keep just to look at what you could have. Yeah, well, exactly.
0: So, I mean, currently my lineup is, is looking like this, but it might not stay that way. So, I've got Pope um, and I've got Northfeld as in the Swansea goalkeeper because he's just sat there as a cheapo while some of my more offensive assets make money. In defence, I've got um, Robertson who probably won't stay, but if he gets another price rise for me, he, I'll make profit. Uh Mariapa, same reason again. Uh, Fernandez of Swansea, who I do want to keep because actually Swansea will have uh, one double game week and that double game week is home against Everton, home against Southampton, so it could be double clean sheets in that. Um, so I do want to keep it for that. Um, I've also got um, I've got Lejeune and Dummett from Newcastle, simply because I needed some cheap defenders. I did have Yedlin, but um Lejeune's four three, uh is four two. I'll probably keep Dummett because Newcastle are gonna have double uh, double game week as well. And have some potentially good clean sheet opportunities. You know, I don't know, but 4-2 is worth having. In midfield, this is this is really what I'm going for in midfield with some big names. So I've got most Allah's obviously gonna stay, but I've got Son. Shock. Yeah, I've got, I've got Son, I've got David Silver, I've got Mares. I've been thinking about Willian, not too sure yet, but I've got Kennedy sat there just as a cheapo at the moment. And then up front I've got Abamian, and Lukaku, and then Firmino sat there. Think I will get rid of Firmino because I think my defense needs a bit more. I need to get a United defender. I need to get an Arsenal defender. Um, and I'm thinking about five. The power five midfields, like having no cheap midfielder and playing three five two, and just having my third striker instead of being Firmino, being yeah. someone like um, someone at Brighton. You know, like maybe Glenn Murray because he'll play. Take you know, takes s- Yeah, exactly. And he's in good form, so I'm not 100% certain. It will change quite a lot. Currently, at the moment, in my five for anyone card right now is keep an eye on the price rises and try and build your team around so that you can make some profit
1: you I tell you what I love to do when I do a wild card is I love to get all the best strikers all the best midfielders and have <laughs> one million to share between five defenders <laughs> can't, I know, can't a a do that <laughs>
0: um, but I've just gone over a couple of those players um, Jack as someone who's not wildcard and this, this, the question is still relevant who is the most essential player that you think you need to sign between now and the end of the season I've listed as po- possible candidates, but you can. This is not exhaustive at all. Romelu Lukaku, Riyad Mahrez, Son Heung-min. I'll put Harry Kane on the list because actually, I would love to get him back in these It'd it, be fascinating so. if, he's, if he becomes a differential, which well, he could yeah, well be, because he won't be in a lot of wildcard spots, will he? So that's the thing. I mean, but I mean, out of those four, who or maybe as I said, out, someone outside of that.
1: Out of those four, definitely Mahrez, I think. They fairly decent run-in and have two double game weeks to come. Is yeah, that correct? that's right. They've got two. So both of which are home fixtures against Arsenal Southampton in one of them, Things mm-hmm, think. Right. So, yeah. So that being said, I think they've also got a blank game week for the FA Cup. Because of course. I mean, we're
0: saying that if you kept a free hit chip, 35, Yeah. definitely the week to play that.
1: Yeah, so that's another good option. Um, he was on Superform, as I mentioned earlier, before the whole Man City thing. He looks like he's getting back to that now. And I think they've got some very tasty fixtures and I think they score goals and they've, they've done well under the manager I mean they were, mm. they were potentially fighting relegation at the, towards the start of the season it was a great as a but he's done a good job hasn't Yeah he? I mean I, I, what game what, what, what of theirs was on TV recently I, I, anyway I, 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 I think it was Gary Lineker maybe was saying that or, or someone was saying that when um, Ranieri came in it wasn't a fashionable choice and look how that <laughs> worked out and yeah, I think easy. for Puyol it was quite similar people weren't really inspired by that but mm-hmm. he's, done a, he's done a good job and he's sort of got them playing a bit more like a lesser than they were, were previously uh, Lukaku is the other option out of those four yeah, I, like I think that. he's another good option um, I know it was only weeks ago that I was saying the exact opposite and, it, and we were saying how it's crazy how he was vital in the early stages and he's, how he's dropped down but uh, with with Swansea West Brom Brighton Watford West Ham and Bournemouth all to play their points definitely for the taking if they can be bothered to attack and <laughs> unlike against Sevilla but they're going to be fighting for a top four finish now they're out yeah. of the Champions League they're going to want a top four finish and oh. I think so Lukaku and Miles would be the two.
0: Yeah, I mean, Lukaku is an interesting one. I mean, like we did, like I did a story about ten days ago. His, uh, his average points over the last like, eight games is around the five six mark. Which, I mean, is getting back to the consistent levels we saw at the beginning of the season. And I guess the important thing is, is that even though Man United aren't impressing a great deal, he seems to be one of the few players who seems to have really been like, kicking on. And he seems to be the one who's kind of dragging United by the, you know... Go and, college,
1: and so. recently I know you can't draw too much into one game but against Sevilla they were diabolical they were yeah. awful but he still got a goal yeah. and, and I mean, that you've got it? encouragement by that and like I said Lukaku's not gone to Manchester United to play in the Europa League no. you know it, it's going to be heavily on his shoulders and some of the other players around him they're going to need a top four finish and I think he'll he, he have a good end of the season with those fixtures and if he doesn't there's got to be a lot of questions asked really.
0: yeah that is true um, so we are now going to just have a quick look at our mini league um, Which obviously, uh, with with so much going on in Game 31 There was a big, big shift and a lot of things that happened in this league um, So uh, currently in 10th place, drop down 1 place is Arjun Shiv with Dragonstone um, Akif Islam with AKF uh, went up 2 places So he's back in the top 10 now on 1840 uh, Rahul Van Destroy dropped 1 place uh, with Naxals FC now on one thousand seven hundred fifty six. Oh uh, no! Sorry, that's the stuff from last week. He's on 1,842. I did get that wrong. Apologies. Uh, Luke Ditcheridge is back into the top ten. He moved up six places, uh, 1843. Baron Cross has dropped down again to sixth place, uh, 1845. Matthew Kemp has swapped places with him, 1848. He's in fifth place now. Emad Pasha with Ibra Cadabra up four places uh, with 1850 points. Liam Gallagher is still in third with Barcelona, 1879. He's oh sorry, he's gone up one from fourth. And then our top two is unchanged, Martin General of Akecia with Zolom United 1904 and Tony Fever with Atlético Grande in on 1921. Our manager of the week is difficult to choose this week because there's three managers who did really, really well. Um, the three candidates, as always I like to say, they're basically the three with the highest scoring in the top ten. Um, Luke Sturridge, who's back in the top ten this week with a monster 108 points. Uh, he played his free hit. Captain Salah obviously, but he alongside Salah had Junior Stanislas getting ten points. Sadio Mane got nine, Firmino got seven, Van Nistelrooy got seven, and Solomon Rondo with five points, which doesn't sound like a lot, but fair play. He deserves a ball for that. And bringing in Rondon because he, we all sort of said last week it could be a decent differential one. He's pulled him in and he got five points. So I just quite like the, the sign of Rondon on the free hit. Uh, Emma Pasha also played the free hit, one hundred and six points. Captain Salah also had Stanislas, Firmino and Van Dijk, so got that Liverpool clean sheet. So our final candidate for manager of the week is Akif Islam, we've got 99 points. He also played his free hit like the other two. Captain Salah, uh, junior Stanislas, Roberto Firmino, Sadio Mane and Charlie Daniels also gave him return. So I'm going to start the ball rolling, Jack, on our three candidates, uh, Luke Sturtridge, Emad Pasha and Akif Islam, by saying I really like the, the fact that Emad Pasha had Cenk Tosin in his team. Um, I, I forgot to mention actually that my, my dad was staying with me last week and uh, asked me for a bit of a fantasy Premier League advice and when we logged into his team we noticed uh, on on like Friday night he had like three players so I said you need to play your free hit so I helped him build the free hit team and I actually said to him I think Cenk Tosin's a bit of a risk so it's a good job that Emed Pasha isn't my dad because he completely ignored the advice that I gave which actually proved to be erroneous I said You're not too sure whether or not he's going to start he obviously started bag two goals so 13 points I have a player that wasn't picked by too many, I think is worth pointing out. But you uh, were saying, Jack, that you uh, quite like the fact that Luke Sturridge had Salomon Rondon. I mean, that's a great little yeah. differential to pull for, in. For
1: me, he just about claims it, I think, for having, just almost having Rondon on his team and just that alone <laughs> is quite impressive. And Van Anholt, again, Palace's defence, even in that fixture, is quite appealing. Mm. On the whole, it wasn't. I think when you use your free hit and you, and you do it well, the person with the most points probably deserves to win it because they've used for, true. Pure extra two points purpose.
0: absolutely and it's worth saying actually that for some reason so The thing is, when you pick your free hit, you'd like to think that even if your bench probably isn't going to play, it's worth making sure that all 15 of your players are blank game week players. Emmett Pasha, despite getting 106 points and also having Cenk Tosin, which I think is to his credit, actually had Mares on his bench from his free hit squad, and I think that's really weird. So, yes, I think I'm going to have to agree with you. Luke Sturtridge with Treehorn Productions, I think it sounds like you are a manager of the week. Make
1: sure you contact us and David will send you your uh, £10 prize. Uh,
0: (laughs) Please don't commit me to that. That's just not going to happen. Um... Two of the things on our mini-league worth pointing out outside of the top 10. I've managed to move up eight places to 33rd, so you never know. Closing some, in on it. Some some good chip deployment I might be joining Baron in the top 10. You're a bit
1: like Leicester, you're rising a little bit towards the end of the season. Yeah, so
0: can you get that at the European place? Well, we'll see, we'll see. And then, Jack, you actually moved up 33 places, which is a great improvement. Have you gone up to 266? 266? <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, you know, have you ever heard the story of the tortoise and the hare?
0: Yes, but I don't think it applies to you. Obviously. Well, I am the backwards tortoise. It's worth saying that in that story, the tortoise towards the end uh, still had a wild card, a free hit, a bench piece, <laughs> and a triple captain. And I don't really think you have as many options as a tortoise. Well, did. well, I don't but recall that from when my <laughs> parents told me that naturally. Man. Well, maybe we had different Off childhoods. Tailed, yeah. <laughs> um, also, worth saying that um, Roger Mullard, who's um, been managed a week a couple of times, had a really poor week um, and dropped 12 places. He's way out of our top 10 now and is now 20th. So commiserations oh, yeah. to Roger Muller with, with, with the green army. Well, team. I, I
1: do wonder, looking at his team, how much he thought he put into it because it looks like he just left it from last week. His captain Firmino and his vice captain is Aguero, which is very odd since he wasn't playing.
0: Mm, very strange. So, so maybe he just perhaps didn't notice. It did catch for people off guard. The only thing I, think I would like to mention is that a couple of weeks ago, we um, I made the silly decision of advertising on the podcast um, and to say, "Oh, why don't you join the league?" And then, of course, next week when someone had actually joined the league, we kind of. And, and basically bombed straight into third place. We, we kind of sat there and went, "Oh, oh, yeah, good point. If we let people join even this late, then maybe people might not like that." So we jokingly made this joke about this, this guy Atul Tanawadi saying, "Oh, well, maybe, maybe we should kick him out of the league." The, the Tanawadi rule. The Tanawadi rule. Thinking that you know Atul just you know wouldn't hear what we said. Well, it turns out he did, and Atul was listening to the podcast and actually got in touch with me on Twitter and, and said the following. I printed, printed the tweet off now, so it says, "Hi, David." I've been listening to your podcast on and off for about three months now. I missed the podcast where you mentioned closing off new league entries, and it's worth saying that we actually never said that, so we do apologise at all. It's kind of our own fault. He then said So when you put out an invite code on last week's pod, I thought it was still open to new entrants. I apologise to you and all other participants of the Herald FPL League for inadvertently barging into the league. I left the league as soon as I realised that I was in the wrong there. Sorry to create the chaos. That was not my intention. I'll keep listening to your podcast. You guys do a stellar job. I'll make sure to join in the league early enough next year if I'm still playing FPL. I tried to find your email, but I couldn't. So I'm sending you this long-winded tweet to explain the confusion. Regards, Atul Tanawade. And I felt really bad when I read that because I was like, oh no, I felt like we've, just, we've, we've been really mean to this guy. So I, I replied and I said, don't worry at all. no offence caused. We were mostly just having a laugh on the podcast. I'm glad you enjoy it. We wouldn't be where we are without awesome listeners like you. Thanks for, being, thanks for such a classy way of getting in touch. By all means, jump back, jump back in the league, no problem. I figured the way that he got in touch was so, was so nice. I thought, let's let him back in. He then replied again and said, that wouldn't be fair on the other participants. I wasn't looking for email in the right place. I found it after sending these tweets out. But I guess in a good way, it, it's, I guess it's good in a way that I publicly apologise for the confusion so everyone else involved can see it. And we haven't spoken since. Um, but I, I just, I just like to apologise to that all again. We didn't mean any, uh, mean any offence when we sort of joked about I kicking think it out. He, of
1: the I, I think he should be um, privileged that we've named a rule after him. Yeah, exactly. From next season onwards. So
0: uh, we'll just have to be careful next year of setting a deadline and being very clear about when you can and can't do Because we just had not thought. A to be at fair, I was
1: fine with him joining. Dave was just a bit jealous <laughs> to be doing better than him. So Dave just didn't like the fact that he's been bumped down one or two. But no, in all seriousness, it, anyone can join. And then ne- next year it might be we might close it off after the entrance because I think maybe you, after a couple of weeks quite rightly I think you would be an if at the top and then someone just I mean someone could conceivably join in the very last week and sweep the prize and
0: Tony Fairburn off top spot as we all know the prize in this league is pride alone so and you wouldn't want to lose it Well, remember the
1: first year we did it we, we were going to do a big article in the paper about the winner and yeah that,
0: that never happened unfortunately get in touch with so. David Monday about that <laughs> <laughs> yes please do <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to finish uh, as we always like to with our FPL quiz uh, Friday night deadline uh, which once again is brought to you by the one and only John Bishop
2: You, what's the rest of the intro where's my rest of my introduction well that was it wasn't it no you, did did you, it? you, you, you what, what, did, I, what did I say it, what's my claim what's oh my yes whose who's
0: claim to fame is that he once met Teddy Sheringham at an airport I saw it I didn't meet him oh well this is going knock it down so he's going to like the genie and who? What was it? You? One of your relatives once went out with Ronnie Moje, formerly of Plymouth Argar, <laughs> who I'm sure everybody's heard of.
2: He said. He said it's so condescending. <laughs> I spent all this time coming up with these questions, which are admittedly even worse than they've ever. What, been. what, what
1: John fails to admit is the fact that he had a restraining order put out against him
0: for sharing him because he so, kept following him. At should efforts. we try that intro one more time? One more time. I've got some sound effects for it now.
2: Are you, we're still going live, though. Oh, not, oh yeah. Not editing this. Yeah, no, we're not editing this out. No, I no, no, no. no I, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I like the. Sick, I like that the fourth wall disappears when we get okay. to this point. So right, okay, we're going we to
0: do our. We're doing Friday Night Deadline and FBL Quiz, brought to you by John Bishop, who once met Teddy Sheringham at an airport.
2: That is definitely the music from who wants to be in <laughs> Don't tell him. Oh yeah, copyright. It's not the music from who wants to be. Who, who would like to be?
0: It's the music rich. from. It's the music from Friday Night who Deadline. Who wants to FBL be rich? There you go. Right. right so great. Well, as, thanks for that. Yeah. So okay. Over to Chris Tarrant. So, Sorry, I mean John, uh,
2: John Bishop. <laughs> what happened last week? Oh yeah. Oh, I won, didn't I? <laughs> I've got a good uh, tiebreaker this week. Um, Is it another cryptic? Who am I? Oh, no, we oh, do have a, we we have a cryptic. Oh, and goodness. Jack, what uh, what else do we have? Oh, I've not seen. What I watched. Coronas. Well, that's on you. Everyone else <laughs> has watched it. Licking licking his lucky fish. Is that what it was? No, definitely not. It Sorry, was, that's that's a total different film, Jack. It was in, in fact a, a lucky egg. Yeah, oh. do you right. lick it? No, they it. Kiss it. Who licks an egg? That's yeah. weird. Although, in the words, <laughs> in the words of um, your brother, kissing hey, kissing kissin hey, the egg hey, and you kind of stuff. Yeah, but you watch it to the end. Yeah, oh, yeah, or that's true. watch oh, it to the end, yeah, Jack. Yeah. Right we anyway. won't, we won't leave you any spoilers. You're going to be up for us to, to get me to watch the first yeah, five Yeah, minutes. anyway. So no, hopefully, I said at least watch the trailer. You yeah, can yeah, probably pick
0: quite a lot. Hopefully, this week, I'll get the cool this question. Hopefully not, because you've got
2: it still. Let's dive straight in. Jack, you get to go first. Yeah, I've got other stuff to do after this. Come on, there we are. Ten questions. Six. Ten questions. These are hard questions. Who was Britain's first £1 million player? Joe Francis.
0: b has got it. Correct.
2: I can so, do my own side effects if you want. Which are.
0: is, a, which, which is a topical answer for those of you listening in Plymouth, because of course, Joe Francis is from Plymouth, but never played for Plymouth Argyle.
2: Exactly. That's why I did that question. Yeah, it's good. Man. One, one, one <laughs> I did not made, know that. One was me. More, he's ultimately. got. He's got a little bit for each question. I feel like you know, I could definitely. It's funny be... that
1: he's got a little bit for each question, but yeah. do not half the yeah, answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I could definitely be rich. Tre- I thought Trevor
2: Francis was the one that died recently and invented that radio. as Trevor Bayliss? Yeah, I think the one to yeah. radio. You ever have on next there? question? Should we? Ne- yeah. The, yeah, next <laughs> question. We stick to the football. Here we go. So I'll have question nine, please, Carol. Okay, this you can be within one thousand either way. Right. Okay. What is the record for the most amount of keepy-uppies? 400,000. No, 25,519. 400,000? 500, did you know that? Yeah, I know. Really no. Spot on. Well, no, go on, yeah. This give us, I'm a, the t- record holder. Give us yeah. a tidbit
0: fact that David would normally do.
2: Yeah, about the keepy-uppies. I'll try and keep the podcast for yeah, under two hours. We were trying to film you <laughs> doing a keepy-uppies. I mean, you did two... I think. Wrong shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> David tried to broke his ankle. The, the, the... <laughs> no, I was playing, I was playing
0: in, a, in an actual game in which I'd already scored. Just right, it. anyway. Question two for Jack.
2: Um, no, don't question two. You know, well, we don't don't question question one. Question one. Uh, this is a William question. Uh, he works here. Who is the only player to score a hat-trick on the last match of one Premier League season and the first oh. game of the
0: next season? He's put this out this morning on the, on the office quiz.
2: i see, uh, Aguero. Yeah. No. You want
0: to have a guess? Um, I actually guessed Peter Crouch this morning when he put it around and I know it's wrong because he told Didier me. Didier
2: Drogba. Oh, of course it is. Of course it is. Yeah, of course, 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 course it is. Now you know the answer. Of course it is. Yeah, of course it is. Right, so it's 1 0 so, Jack. Yeah, I'll have question one. I just had that one. Oh. <laughs> Didier Drogba. Oh, yeah, I should probably delete the one, i <laughs> Oh, sorry. <laughs> nice okay. try.
0: Did you try a question? Is that what you went for? I went for one and the answer was Didier Drogba. Oh, okay, well, I uh, have question
2: seven. Oh, this is uh, Dave's least favourite thing to do. No, it's the cryptic oh, no, one, oh, isn't it? Um, okay. Ready? This is the correct one. Yeah. Complete bacon joint. Oh, it's no idea. I just... Let's time up. Full ham. Oh.
0: Full ham. I, I didn't get one, to be fair. So after two questions each, still 1-0 to Jack. Okay, I've realised. Oh, you, nice you, you missed it. both, Dave. Yes, oh. I have. That is correct. Right, okay. go on and Jack.
1: It's funny how the, it's, when, when the quiz isn't f- fully on FPL, the one the re- one that writes about FPL all week doesn't win.
2: <laughs> funny that. <laughs> This is good. That's why I mix it up. <laughs> I mean, I don't what, know what was this about, about, about question, in the podcast Question two. Question two. Since it became the Champions League, he was the first oh, British oh. player to collect two winner's medals. Ryan Giggs. That's,
0: that's that is minute. incorrect. I because think he speaks to Plymouth. Another question that was on Will's office round oh, quiz this morning. Why you just saying that's the same question? And Ryan right. Giggs is, was my guess and it was also wrong. I'm, I, don't, I, know that I that.
2: think he's come to Plymouth for that Liverpool game. Steve oh, so what, uh, Stephen uh, Steve McManaman. Oh, Steve McManaman, uh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. have
0: presumably he... Madrid twice. Right? Ah, uh, yeah, he, He's the one that fell out, with a lot of Argo fans. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, what did
1: he say? He basically criticised Argo for the fact they were defensive and they were drawing 0-0 out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, away, yeah. Out. yeah. The, the most Liverpool. attacking
0: team in the whole country. Yeah. I know, I'll just check that Right, so I'll have yeah, question was... 10. Oh, this one is just, I was just
2: running out of questions. It's not Coroennings. It's This is it. Crap question to be honest. Ugh. Top's football stickers were originally known as uh, what? Like panini stickers. I'm going to give you that because hey. that's actually half what, ha, right. It's ah. Merlin, but, but that's even the better. the same company. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm giving you that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm giving you that. This
1: is this is like Russia winning the whole World Cup all over well, again. Wow, what a question I, I used to how, much did, it, how much money so did you give him uh, before the, before this? Dave, I, did, I threatened did, him with a nerve agent. <laughs>
0: Which, right. which reminds us, Jack. Have you had any reply from the uh, from the news editor no, about your link to the Russia spy store? Right, come on. I've yeah. got, got less links to do. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> right, so Jack, your turn. What well, questions are so left? One Three, all.
2: four, five, and eight. One or two four. questions left. Has he <laughs> got it's the coronation question? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> okay. I want the coronation question. <laughs> okay. okay. Complete the lyrics. Oh. Some people say, you know, we can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jamaica, we have a bobsleigh team. We it's have a just won, so the one the one Sanka. the fastest, fastest of Jamaican sprinters. Jamaica's this something yeah, about your yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah. um, blitzer. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Oh. Again, I oh. take
1: it as a victory every time because David doesn't get the question. So just cool watch it, and you could have answered that was
2: probably in the trailer.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, I believe my answer got a few more laughs than what yours did, so uh, I should get a bonus point. Well, there's about. only three of us here. It's we, not based we... on laughs. It's yeah. based on
0: great answers, right? Not going to Merlin.
2: Right, what's what's left? Three, five, and eight. I I'll have five, please. What is the only team in the English and Scottish Leagues that has a J in their names? J in their name. Oh,
1: no. Oh, I know it. Uh, St. Johnson? Yeah, no, correct. Yeah, yeah. And we could
2: go to the tiebreaker, which I have to say is some of my worst work. <laughs> It's terrific. We have got one question each. You're really selling this quiz, Charles. Oh, right, so one question and a is still one of them. Can right. you
1: come up with a pun? They're, they're good. Pun.
0: Oh, no, no, the
2: quiz is set. Cryptic. We can go on from now. I can do it for train stations as well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but next time. What's the next one? Freeway. Oh, this is. You'll get this. Oh. Who is the lowest ranked team in 2018 World Cup? Oh, I don't think I we'll get that. Panama. Oh, China, Russia. China's,
1: Russia the lowest ranked.
2: Yeah.
0: They're, they're the hosts, aren't they? Oh, yeah, so they probably slipped down the rankings yeah. because they haven't had these competitive matches
2: for two years. I can't believe that. Oh, yeah. I thought, I don't think you're going to get this one either. Oh. And this is this is the, the question William must have sent out earlier. Oh, no, because I didn't get any of his right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Is it, is it about a goalkeeper? Yeah. Oh, see, this <laughs> is did not a <laughs> <extend, laughs> thing I, I do, know the question. I do not want to go yeah, to, to the timebreakers. Yeah, I don't really know the answer. Who answer. was the first goalkeeper to be sent off in the World Cup Finals? Right, so I
0: already know it's not Jose Luis Chilavert. so I'm going to go with...
2: Only goal... Gordon Banks. No. <laughs> Gianluca Pagalusca? You played for Italy? G- Gianna oh, this is never Luca, gonna get that. Gianna never Luca, Luca get that. Pana Luca. Yeah, well, anyway, know. I got it wrong, so uh, we go to the side-breaker. Oh, this is horrific. Right, come on then, so who come am on then, come on Okay, go who on. Am I? John Bishop. I have links to Russia. Vladimir Putin. Donald Trump. I have starred in films with the likes of Johnny Depp and Mia Wasikowska. Oh. I have yet to see one of the greatest films of all time.
0: That's an opinion. <laughs>
2: is that all your clues? Yeah, that's it. Right. So, can you do them again? I have links to Russia. I've starred in films with the likes of Johnny Depp and Mia Wasikowska. And the bottom carter? <laughs> <laughs> yet to be, I've yet to see one of the greatest films of all time. Do you want me to tell you what the film is? Yeah, I, I, know, what, no,
1: I know what the film is, I think. What's the film? It's Alice in
2: Wonderland? No. Oh, oh yeah, that's Ooh. the Alice in Wonderland. So who was in Alice in Wonderland? I'm not going to get no, that. Greatest films of all time? Cool Runners. Who hasn't seen Cool Runners? Jack Ball. Winner. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: ridiculous. I don't, I don't want a quiz on that answer. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Wait, hold on, did you say starred in films with Johnny Depp and... Mia Wasakowska? Yeah, what is yeah. he starred in? He was at Alice in Wonderland. Of
2: course you were an extra, weren't you? Yeah. I totally forgot about
0: that. Well, well, well,
2: That's I was... actually... No, you, know, think about you say extra, I say starred. Hang mean. on,
1: hang on. First of all, my first answer was John Bishop, who also starred in the film with them both.
2: Yeah, but I don't have links to Russia like you do. <laughs> <what>, <laughs> your video's been played in Russia. You <laughs> <laughs> make become a propaganda. Well, I was actually so...
0: just about to turn around and say, like... The the forfeit doesn't count and yeah I remembered Russia Today literally took your
2: video It works. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't believe Dan's was uh, not I was
0: like, I don't want that win. I don't want the W, but now that I realize it's actually a really
2: clever one, I, 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 yeah, I want it. Legitimately. <laughs> this, this FPL has gone down. Anyway, <laughs> oh, I know, I know. it has been down here all the time. <laughs> right, anyway, I'll see you lot next week. I bet the reader And John just goes and hides back inside the fourth wall. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is
1: why John's going to be behind them. I'm going <laughs> behind the camera.
2: Are we all laughing? We are all off. We don't get points well. for that. Remember a minute ago. Well, you know? oh, yeah, that's true. Anyway, that's true. Well, anyway, so yeah, so tweet it. me
1: out. <laughs> to be fair. All three of your quizzes have gone to, gone to the um,
0: tiebreaker. tiebreaker. Yeah, that is true. But yeah, fine. Can we have a cryptic next week? Because David always wins. Yeah, it. Who I am I? even If it answers me. Do some
1: more
2: cryptic.
0: Should we? Should we bring things back down to earth with a stat of the week? I think we should. My stat of the week this week concerns penalty kicks. So no player has scored more penalties in the Premier League this season than Luka Milivojevic. Uh obviously got me a penalty this week. Did he ever get you a penalty, Jack? Because you had a I had
1: him at the very start. He was in my starting team. Did he get you any points?
0: No, oh, no, such no. As he, Was he in the team
1: At the start of the season I can't really
0: remember He's the captain now I don't know if he was And, uh, and uh, who what was his face <laughs> The worst manager In Premier League history Who never even saw his team what, Score a goal Frank DeBall Frank DeBall I, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, mean, I don't think he did get many points But he's left my wildcard team already But I just thought People might find that Step particularly interesting It's from Opta Joe again I do love Opta Joe So that brings us to the end Of our latest episode uh, Which got more and more racist As it went along Apparently According to our fourth wall Who shall remain silent from now on until okay. the quiz next week, oh, oh no. no, oh no. Um, obviously there's no Premier League this weekend, uh, but we've still got loads of content between now and the start of game week 32, which is next weekend. Um, loads of people have been playing their wild cards, so we've got an article on our website, um, basically, giving you advice on whether or not you should play it based on what your team currently looks like. So head over there and have a look at that because that will help you work out what to do. If you are going to play a wild card, we've already uh, put up the part one of our wild card guide of who you should sign as a goalkeeper. And between now and next week, we'll have defenders, midfielders, and forwards as well. Um, and we will have a podcast next week. I think um, we won't be reflecting on any football, but we can build into game week thirty-two. And there'll be no more. forfeit. And there will be no forfeit next week.
2: But an Uber quiz, there will be. You're going to work extra, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be at least fourteen questions. Whoa! Calm down. There's going to be questions on different stuff
0: it will be a bit of cryptic round. Oh no! Oh man, I'm just I'm gonna lose next week. Well, if you want to see that, if you want to see me lose a cryptic round, then or hear listen it. next week or hear it. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. If you want to listen to it, if you um, can see it, I want to know where you're hiding. As ever, if you liked what you listened to today, then give us a subscribe to us on Audio Boom or iTunes. And if you're listening on iTunes, give us a rating as well because that always helps. And we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to Waiting on the Bonus Points. We're always happy to help you out with your FBL team. So if you have any questions for our panel, follow or tweet us at FBL_Herald. Ben jij prijsbewust? Nu extra mb's bij de Sony Xperia XA2 voor 19,50 per maand, 300 minuten of smsjes en 1500 mb internet tijdens de Ben prijsbewust week. Kijk op
1: Ben.nl. Let op: geld lenen kost geld.